Hour number three on a tremendous football Thursday. Nick and Ken here with you on the BetQL Network. Great to be on with our friends at Stadium as well for the next 60 minutes. Great final two hours of the show are on the way. 20 minutes from now, Joey Kanish, pro sports better, stops by giving us his college football bets for the weekend. All our hockey bets for tonight, a loaded slate on the ice. Bets of steel. 40 minutes from now, Evan, Evan Silva from Establish the Run will join us one hour from now. And also in the Power Hour, final hour of the show, we'll give you our bets for tonight in the NBA and also our bets for Thursday Night Football with the Bills and the Buccaneers in Buffalo. But for now, we continue on with NFL Awards and that conversation, P-squared, B-squared Awards on a Thursday. Jake, let's bring the music back up here. And one last note, Ken, on Offensive Rookie of the Year, and we closed it out, hour number two talking about that award market. Tyson Bajant is 150 to one, and like, I, I don't think he's going to win. But I, I try to put myself in the minds of the listeners and viewers. Right? Is this someone worth betting? Want to know as the starter? What if they win this week? Then what happens? Like Fields might be out a little bit longer. Didn't practice again today with the dislocated thumb. Not going to play this week, obviously. Um, any thought that Tyson Bajant at a really, really long price offensive rookie of the year? Yeah, I mean, it's a fun question, uh, and it's a quarterback. So we have to take it a little bit seriously, right? Uh, we saw Brock Purdy come onto the scene very late last year, halfway through the season, and played so well that got votes for this, which has like never happened before that a, a player plays half a season could uh, could get votes for for offensive rookie of the year. Now he won every start and played great, so that's why Brock Purdy got those votes. And, and Bajan's not going to do that, um, or at least it's very unlikely that he's going to do that. And so I think with him, it would be like, look, is is this a guy who's one hundred fifty to one? who you could see having a price drop if he wins a couple more starts. Absolutely. 150 to 1. <clears throat> Excuse me. He's behind players who have a 0% chance to win. Like, he's behind them, and he's not 0. He's .00001. So he is, you know, the order is not correct. But uh, but do I realistically think he can even get into the conversation? No. Uh, why not? Because last year, one of the reasons Purdy was able to get into the conversation is there was this giant vacuum because all the rookies were bad. And like all of them were either hurt or their statistics weren't very good. And we were having this conversation every week about offensive rookie of the year. Like, how do you choose between bad options? And so Brock Purdy was able to enter that conversation and, and have like a, a, a seat at the table because he could put his resume up against bad resumes that were the entire length of the season from other players. Okay, the problem with Bajan here is like Stroud's awesome. Nakua's like the third leading receiver in the league. Like these are not no these are not like meh seasons. These are impossibly good seasons by rookies. So he's way he's just too far behind. Like it's just he could play great and like he plays great and Stroud keeps playing like this and Stroud gets every vote. Like it just actually like wouldn't even be close. So he actually has to outplay these guys to such a degree. He can get back in the conversation. He plays for the Bears. That's very unlikely. So yeah, like it's a fun conversation and his price can definitely be shorter than this. But ultimately, I don't think you can really use that to do. I think there's a way to make money on that. We'll go to Defensive Rookie of the Year in a second. I just want to give this news that uh, that popped during the break, and we'll talk about this when we do Comeback Player of the Year a little bit. Um, Kyler Murray practiced in full today again for the Cardinals, no longer listed on the injury report. Ian Rappaport tweeting this from NFL Media. This does not mean that Kyler's starting on Sunday for the Cardinals against the Ravens, but, you know, puts him in line to potentially start if the Cardinals, like, cho choose to go that route. We don't know what the case is going to be yet. The Ravens still operating like, somewhere in between, like, an 8.5 and a 9-point road favorite in Arizona. We'll do a little bit of Kyler when we talk comeback player of the year, but maybe Kyler plays this weekend. We will bring you information if and when we get it today on this Thursday edition of the show. But for now, let's do a little defensive rookie of the year where uh, Jalen Carter is just like, he's so good. You watch him like, how? 
I guess he won in the top 10, but almost like Henry Nako earlier. He's ridiculously good. Like, pancaking offensive linemen, like injuring offensive linemen, like not purposefully knocking them out like we saw last week against the Dolphins. Jalen Carter, minus 175. Minus 175 to be Defensive Rookie of the Year. Devin Witherspoon, who might be like the most fun like player in the secondary of any team to watch right now in the National Football League. Like, on it, like look, looks like Ronnie Lott playing cornerback with the way that he hits people. Ridiculous. Witherspoon, plus 225. Will Anderson, a 10. Brian Branch of the Lions, a 10. I have... I have chosen to draw the Gettleman line there, but Ken, if anyone else tickles your fancy, please feel free to share. Thoughts on Defensive Rookie of the Year? Yeah, just uh, this was a market that I just have resisted betting forever um, because I was either like, all right, I can lay these really short prices with the two players that everyone thinks can win, or I can wait to see if someone emerges. And, uh, you know, we're getting to the halfway point in the season, and it seems less and less likely like someone's going to emerge and be like, well, then you should have betted them. You should have bet on them. Be like, really? The prices are exactly the same every week. If you bet Jalen Carter three weeks ago, you could have just bet that money for three weeks and bet the same price right now. Same with Witherspoon. Like, nothing's changed. So why am I going to bet right now? Like, the, the only reason to make a bet in this market right now is if you think that a flip is coming where Witherspoon continues to... Honestly, I feel like Witherspoon has outplayed Carter to, like, some degree in terms of how he's rated. Like, Carter's really good. Witherspoon, in some places, is rated as, like, the second-best corner in the league almost right now in terms of how he's playing. He's third in passes defensed right now among all players, not rookies. So, like, Carter's really good. But, like, Witherspoon is starting to, I think, maybe put some some distance between him and Carter, the way that they're both playing, where they're both awesome, but one is better. And so, for me, it was this week, it was the first time where I look and I go, like, do I need to bet Witherspoon? And I didn't, and I'll tell you why. Because it's not about what you've done, it's about what we think is going to happen the next week. And, yes, Witherspoon gets P.J. Walker, which is going to be, like, I guess good for him because like PJ Walker won't shred the Seattle secondary. Also, like how many times is PJ Walker going to throw the ball in this game? I guess so. Like the opportunity maybe for Witherspoon to make splash plays is there. It's just kind of a funny matchup for a corner to have like a quarterback who's not going to throw the ball. <laughs> like might, might run it a lot, but like okay, it's not you know based on Patrick Mahomes. Like all right, like you you know you're probably going to dominate that game uh, from your position. Jalen Carter plays Washington. And like, if you followed anything with the commanders this year, Sam Howell's on pace to allow the most sacks or the commanders are on pace to allow the most sacks of any team in NFL history. So like, I think we're going to get somewhere pretty soon, like in the next two to three weeks where maybe you are going to want to bet Witherspoon. And I actually, if you ask me right now, who do I think wins? I do think he wins. And I would almost say it kind of confidently. I just don't know why this would be the week. Like Carter gets the Washington offensive line. The likelihood that he does something this week is higher than the likelihood that Witherspoon does something this week. So even if I think Witherspoon's going to win, why would I bet it right now? That doesn't make any sense. So just like, I think next week, I don't even know who Philly has, but it, it ain't Washington anymore. This will be the second meeting. And it, I, I guess it doesn't even really matter. Just the idea would be, I think Witherspoon's going to win. That's a subjective opinion. Um, but I, I don't think there's anything to do yet. I think we're getting closer to betting into this market because we're going to enter like the second stage of awards betting, which is late season deciding between like the two or three guys who will who are going to be your contenders. I think we're going to end up picking Witherspoon, but uh, I think we can wait another week because of Carter's matchup. Uh, week nine, Seattle on the road in Baltimore against the Ravens. The Philadelphia Ooh, Eagles next week. Philadelphia Eagles next week host the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, that's a fun but game. That studly offensive line, yeah. which is like, which is like ostensibly going to be the healthiest spin all season, right? For uh, for the uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. So very interesting stuff. Um, I would just add 
Sam Howell could have like the 1991 or 92 or 93 Dallas Cowboys offensive line in front of him, and I still think he would take like six sacks per game. He loves it. I actually, I say this jokingly, maybe a little serious. That kind of worried for Sam Howell in this game on Sunday with how many hits he takes against this defensive line. Jalen Carter and company, not great for him. That's defensive rookie of the year. And just like Devin Witherspoon is insanely fun to watch. Like and ridiculously, ridiculously good. I agree with you, Ken, on your sentiment. Nick and Ken, tremendous football Thursday. You better, you bet. All right, let's do coach of the year. Always a fun market. Always like lots of like fun stuff going on in this market, Absolutely. and always like fun choices further down the board. Um, it's like the Gettleman line. Always with this with this particular market is we get the most names before we get to the Gettleman sure. line because you can make you can make a case for a, a lot of these people. Uh, Dan Campbell, despite despite getting railroaded last Sunday by Baltimore, is still the favorite at three to one. Mike McDaniel, despite getting railroaded last Sunday night by the Eagles, is the second choice once again at plus 325. D'Amico Ryans, plus 750. Kyle Shanahan, who's lost two straight games at, at nine. Robert Sala coming off the bye. Giants on deck this weekend to 12. John Harbaugh at 14. Mike Tomlin, 16. Doug Peterson, Nick Sirianni at 18. Arthur Smith at 25. I... I just really would like for him not to win. Uh, Shane Steichen, Kevin Stefanski, and Sean McVay can all at 30-1. to 1. I've drawn the line there, but we can talk about other guys if you'd like. Also, thoughts here on an always interesting market right now. Coach of the year in the NFL. I was a little worried the last couple of weeks that this market would be very uninteresting and we wouldn't get a chance to bet a lot of money into it. We would take some, we'd have some early season bets and we'd hold those positions and they, they weren't aging very well. I have some Arthur Smith. I'm almost embarrassed to have it right now. Cause I just hate, I, you hate him more than I do, but I just look at him and I go, Oh God, like I have to, I, do I have to admit that I have this ticket? And the funny thing is like, I guess he could still win. Like, I, I mean, they're going to, if they win the NFC South and he wins 12 games, like, although I do think voters would just be like, you're dumb. Like, no, we'll vote for somebody else. Well, I don't, who knows? Um, but like that, you know, that ticket, like, ah, that's not too good. Ron Rivera, like I, I tried to be a believer for a while. I still do think the schedule is so difficult. I think they'll go over the win total still, but like, I don't think you could be happy with that ticket. Uh, we talked about LaFleur a little bit. Jordan Love stinks. And so these are like the early season positions where it's like, well, maybe one of these guys catches fire. Maybe you just never have to add anybody. Maybe you have to never put a lot of money into the market. I was worried that this market was going to be so uninteresting. And what I mean by that is Campbell and McDaniel emerged as two favorites so early on in the process. They just kept winning and kept winning and kept winning. And they started to stand out as potentially having like really not historically good seasons, but like 15 and two. 14 and three like those kinds of seasons were like i i did not like either of them to win the award at all because i thought that's the record they would have to have and then you get to last week prior to last week's games and you go well crap maybe they are going to go 15 and two maybe they are going to go 14 and three like maybe one maybe dan campbell's just going to win and they're going to win every game like the schedule gets a little easier uh and so i was like maybe this market's not going to be fun this year which stinks. Coach of the Year should be, always be fun. This was like the lamest one we've had. It's like, oh, the two favorites. Well, they're just the favorites every week and they just win. Like, All right. And then they both lost. And Kyle Shanahan lost. And now you're kind of like, and this is why when I say early in the year, like, and this, I don't even, I'm not even like, this isn't like patting myself on the back, but just I say early in the year with this the last couple of years, you don't want to bet like the historically good season coach early. It's just too hard to win a lot of games. It's just too tough. And like, you're just going to lose even the great team. You're just, you're going to lose. So like, yeah, I had the great team coaches I thought were possible. But then every time I said, that, I just go, but we don't want to bet those right now. Like, let's get like, let's get a little later in the season before we bet Kyle Shanahan or Nick Sirianni or Sean McDermott 
or, you know, any of these other coaches, like, let's get a little further along because it's just too tough. And I, I actually think it was really meaningful that those two guys both lost games and that Shanahan lost a game because it just, again, puts them on this trajectory to have good seasons, really good seasons, but not win this award seasons. Like, if you're going to be 12 and 5, which is what the Lions project right now or worse, and what the Dolphins project right now or worse, 12 and 5 is not there. I just, I'll guarantee right now, either of them goes 12 and 5, they're not winning. They will not win this award. And that's the tra trajectory that they're on right now. 13 and 4, that I think is a really gray area where like could win, would want to know who the other candidates were before I decide if they win. And 14 and 3, I do think either of them would win if they went 14 and 3. But like, they all just got their second loss. Like that, it's just, it, now they got like run the table almost to be in the conversation and they're still the favorite. So thank God this market got interesting and all of them taking losses made it interesting. Now I will add to that, they're both, both Campbell and McDaniel are going to win this weekend though. <laughs> Campbell eight and a half, nine against the Raiders, McDaniel, you know, nine against the Patriots, likely to win. So maybe you don't get the price moves now, but I do think them taking losses, like this is almost a long-term play. Short-term, they're both going to win again this week, probably. And they'll both still be the favorites and that's fine. Long-term, really, 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 really hurts their candidacy to take a second loss this early in the season because they're they're going to take a couple more, like it's going to happen. And so now I think we can talk about like, all right, in five weeks, in three weeks, like how do we see this taking shape with other coaches who could become interesting candidates? All right, Ken, in five weeks, in three weeks, how do you think this takes shape with other coaches becoming interesting candidates? Who do, who, who do you I like? Could, who I, are you targeting right now? I was like laying out for a reset and then I looked at the clock and I go, oh, actually, we're like way later in the segment than I thought. And you already did it. Yeah, I was like, all right. That's okay. <laughs> so like, that's okay, why that, well, I, I toss uh, it right back at you. Yeah. So there you go. All yeah, yeah, that's fine. So uh, some coaches I think are interesting. This is an extremely important week maybe like the most important week of the season for D'Amico Ryan's coach of the year candidacy. Um, he is the improvement coach right now of the year. He is the team who had a terrible season, like takes over a team that had the worst record almost and has the potential to lead them to a Brian Dable, like kind of nine and eight or nine win type season. Uh, and he would win if he did that. And I think honestly, no matter who, and now that these guys have all lost these games, I think if he got to that number, uh, I think you're home. I actually think he'd just win, and I don't think anybody else could ever win if he won nine or ten games. Actually, I, I, how strongly I feel about it, gotta win this week. Like, God, it's one of the most it's a winnable game on your schedule. You're three on the road against Carolina. Um, I, I think he becomes very interesting. Could you bet him before this game? If you like Houston in the game, you better bet him. If you like Houston in the game, like, I think he would be the most likely coach to win if he wins this game. Um, so I definitely would target him like later in the year and I'll pay less of a price, but like he is definitely interesting. The improvement coach, two other coaches, not like the typical improvement coach, but who, who have to be just considered not for this week, but like have like eventually we're probably gonna bet these guys. If Robert Sala wins, he's always been someone I've been really interested in looking at the Jets schedule. think he has a chance. Uh, and then like, what the hell do we do with Kevin Stefanski? And I, he'd be like, oh, we'll do more after the break. No, I don't have anything else to do. What the hell do we do with Kevin Stefanski? Like, I don't know what to do with him. Uh, I don't think Deshaun Watson knows either. Maybe we'll touch on this coming up in the Power Hour. But coming up next, let's get some college football bets for this weekend with Joey Kanish. Baby! Big spot for this Michigan State defense. Now it looks like a free play. Oh, no, no flag yet. Did come in on the near side. Doesn't matter. Here's a touchdown to Colston Loveland. J.J. McCarthy recognized it, let it rip, and a 22-yard strike to Loveland. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. How are 
How tough a boss do you think, like, Mega Man 2, like, sign-stealing man would be? Like, sign man? Now, well, is this Michigan like, well, sign man? Like, is this, like, Connor Stallions? Or is this, like, sign man, like... like he bangs the bangs the trash can like you come into his lair like da, 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 and he bangs the trash can a bunch of times and he kn he always knows like oh man I'm I'm firing my my mega blaster that's exactly and our mega buster right. and 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 he always knows when I'm gonna fire it always jumps like how's, how does exactly he know that right. I'm hitting the button how does he know that that's because because there's an NCAA investigation or something I don't know how it ends well because 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 Connor Stallions was in the Woodman level and he was uh, he was spying on you he was recording you on <laughs> right. the phone and maybe you bought maybe tickets you to Doctor Wiley's that. castle right yeah uh, Joey Kinish will join us in just a second to talk about his Michigan Wolverines and more coming up in the world of college football bets of steel all our hockey bets coming up 20 minutes from now Evan Silver from Establish the Run joins us in 40 minutes to kick off the Power Hour all our bets for tonight coming up as we move along but joining us right now to talk college football talk. Michigan, maybe a little Detroit Lions football as well, is our good friend, pro sports better, the great Joey Kanish. On Twitter at JoeyKanish22, check out his work over at The Hammer, at The Hammer HQ on Twitter. Kanish supports us. Uh, definitely support Kanish and check out all his work over at The Hammer and again at JoeyKanish22. My friend, welcome back to the show. Nick and Ken, how's it going? Gentlemen, a multiple football Thursday, and I tell you what, I don't bet the horses too often, but get on a stallion and ride to the national championship this year, baby. We got your signs that we don't, we don't care who knows it. Uh, you might care who knows it, because like if the NCAA knows it, then then maybe you're in some trouble, and maybe your coach isn't going to be your coach like after this year. What uh, I, I tried to do this. I'm, you listen to the show, Kanish. Maybe you heard the segment I did yesterday. Maybe you disagree with me, or 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 maybe you think something different. Just like from a betting standpoint. Like I, I'm sure you have strong opinions about the investigation as like a Michigan fan, but as a from a betting standpoint, national title odds, Heisman Trophy, or like game to game Michigan bets, I guess would be the other one. Does does what's going on right now with this NCAA investigation? Does that have any impact to you on those three markets? You know, I would say, Locke, in terms of the Big Ten and the national championship, I heard you say me yesterday. I agree with that. It is so unlikely that anything comes within that time frame not to say things can't happen in the future or suspensions or any of that but within the time frame of the rest of this season i would put it extremely extremely doubtful uh even less so than like you know it, uh, what could negatively impact me like a jj mccarthy injury it would be less likely than that like something that in terms of uh you know uh, chances to happen you would think are just kind of one of those i think you phrased it as act of god scenarios that could happen to anything with the heisman market though that's the one where i will tell you uh there could be some depending on who now if mccarthy goes undefeated he's unbelievable the rest of the year a lot of the other candidates fall off maybe it's one of those it's just it has to be him if it's a tight race and you got some folks in the media around that might have think, you know, I really got caught up in the story or have an axe to grind. That's the one area in the Heisman race where, depending on how close it could be, you have to think that there might be some imp How much? I don't know. But I think there could be legitimate impact in that market. 
Kanish, I think like our audience knows you're a big Michigan fan and like a successful like sports better and college football, one of your fortes. So I think people will be interested. And it's a little narrative-y, but it's your opinion. Like, do you think like all of this hanging over the program, does it make you like like Michigan less to win the national championship having like to deal with all like the outside noise here? I know you're a Michigan fan. You'd obviously like to see them win. Do you actually think like this hurts Michigan, like winning the national championship to have this kind of hanging over the rest of the season? You know, I, I don't think – I mean, you can go to both ways with the narrative, right? If we want a police narrative, we can go, oh, they're not going to have the signs anymore. They might have a less of an advantage. They're not going to be the second-half team that people thought they were. Or we flip the coin and we say, oh, they're in the submarine. They're in the lab, baby. They're focused. They've got a grudge. They're going to run it up. Look at against Michigan State. They didn't have the signs, and they put them in the, you know, in the, the torture chamber for four quarters. So – uh, you know what? I don't think in the in the grand scheme of things, it has a lot of impact either way. Um, but with that said, uh, as a Michigan fan, I'm going to go with the, uh, hey, us against the world, the greatest big chip on the shoulder. Uh, and you know what? And then it makes them a little bit hungrier to get the national title done. Kanish, to go back to what you said about McCarthy and the Heisman, because I was thinking about this after the segment yesterday, and I brought it up, but I was kind of like, yeah, maybe it has an impact. The more I think about it, the more I think I'm in your camp where, like, if it's even – I would even say if it's, like, remotely close that this could get really dicey in terms of people casting a vote for McCarthy over another player. I, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, I, I don't think I'm on the fence. I think I'm like, it hurts. It actually hurts. And so this raises the logical question – are you betting on someone right now with that in mind? Is this something you would bet later, sort of like assuming McCarthy stays the favorite, you just wait and then fade him like closer to voting time? Uh, I know you've talked about Michael Penix before. I think you have some preseason bets on him. I talked about Marvin Harrison Jr. the other day who like got a big jump at the athletic poll. Like who is it then? If McCarthy is close against blank, that guy wins. Who's most likely to be in the blank? You know, I think there's a couple of, uh, and you know, we were talking about it a lot. There's a couple of guys that, if everything breaks right for the end of the year, uh, outside of, you know, like, would I bet Penix or McCarthy at the prices now? Absolutely not. Mark Harrison's one of them. If you think Ohio State can go into Michigan and, and pull off an undefeated season, I think he would be sitting pretty. And then in terms of the prices you'd actually want to buy right now, there's some 25 to 1 out there on him. Um, I just, I mean, there's no way they go into Michigan and win that game without a Maserati Marv, uh, you know, big time game. Jane Daniels, another one where he's going to have all the statistics, but he's got to be, you know, you would say, okay, what's the parlay of LSU beating Bama, A&M, and Georgia? Because he's got to do all three. The two that have kind of been, you know, popular uh, opinions out there are Oregon and Ohio State, Knicks and Maserati Marv. If they can both win out and a Penix loss, a McCarthy, you know, loss, and obviously the voting scandal – then you have some other guys who, you know, could finish well as, as some of these candidates drop back. You better, you better hear with Nick and Ken. Tremendous football Thursday. Very happy to be talking all things sports betting, college football, and NFL to come with our friend Joey Kanish, sports, uh, pro sports better, on Twitter at JoeyKanish22. Check out his work over at The Hammer, at The Hammer HQ on Twitter. All right, Kanish, let's get some game bets here. We don't have, like, a clear-cut, like, best game in college football this weekend, so I'll, I'll, I'll leave it to you, my friend. What is, like, one or two of your favorite bets? Could be, like, a big game, could be a smaller game coming up this weekend in the great sport. Well, I'll tell you, you know, hey, listen, we'll go, we'll go one of the, the premium matchups, uh, if you want to call it, and then what? 
I listen, I, and uh, we talked about him a little last week, but this Oregon-Utah game, now that it's come down under a touchdown, uh, there's even some sixes flashing here. I know this has been, if you want to go trends uh, and put the Z's in, fading Utah at home has not been a winning proposition. They were able to beat up USC last week. I just don't think that this Utah team, well, well, you're going against all of the, you know, the recent dead at home matches up well with this Oregon team. They're not going to be able to win the trenches. I don't think they Oregon has one turnover on the entire season. A lot of what Utah has, uh, you know, reaped the benefit of in some of their, and it's been an incredible year without Cam rising in that. I think it comes to an end this weekend. I like Oregon here, laid the six, anything under a TD. Uh, I like quite a bit for the Ducks. Kanish, we had, we had something kind of interesting happen last week, right? So, so Oregon and Washington played two weeks ago. It's a huge game. Both teams play extremely well. Like clearly like had the date circled on their counter. Like this is the game of the season. Washington wins, but like both teams all in in the game. And then they both come out of that game. And like, you know, Oregon, like I, I guess it was comfortable against Washington State for a little bit, but like it really wasn't for some of the game. And then Washington really uncomfortable with Arizona State. So, you know, you kind of like, all right, off a big game, you had two teams that didn't give you like their maybe their A game. I'm curious if you see that for either Penn State or Ohio State this week off their game, where like clearly like that was a hugely important game for both teams. Penn State is an impossibly big favorite against Indiana with a 31 right now, something like that in that game, uh, 31, 32, excuse me, against Indiana. And then Ohio State, just a funny game, you know, at Wisconsin would normally be tough, except Wisconsin has no quarterbacks. So Ohio State's a 14 and a half point favorite at Camp Randall. Like, do you see either of those games kind of following that Washington game where like the game after it gets a little tricky? You know what, Penn State would be the the fade that I'd be looking for a little bit. I, I, it's been hard to get to especially Wisconsin, uh, and I know Locke has looked okay in, in response to Mordecai, but they've just been consistently underwhelming for me. I would highly prefer taking the significantly bigger number against an offense that is just you – know, when they played terrible opponents this year, they've been able to manage it. You saw what happened when they go, uh, you know, go up against a real defense last week. I think there's some – I agree with you in terms of the fact that I think that there's a physical chop. Robinson got a little beat up last week. There are a few Penn State guys that went down in that game. Indiana, they switched up OCs. Um, again, it's not going to be an electric offense, but I think it's looked a tad better. That would be the game that if I'm going to get – you know, take a team here on that back-to-back, I like Penn State and Penn State. I don't think they have the offense to get a ton of margin here. And I could see them after last week's game, you know, having some of that – deflation out of the balloon type of thing. And I like Tom A in terms of, you know, a defense putting his team in position to win. Indiana, while not having a ton of talent, Tom Allen, you know, tends to do what he can to scheme up some aggressive things. So, yeah, give me the Hoosiers in that one uh, as, as in terms of one of those two teams that I like fading after a big game. Kanish, in 30 seconds, then we'll do the Lions and the random bet in the account. Give us one other college football bet that you like for this weekend. Hey, no, we don't. You don't even got to wait for the weekend, baby. A little thirsty Thursday battle of Georgia, and I'm not talking the Bulldogs, baby. Georgia State, Georgia Southern. There's some kind of trophy, but I don't know which one it is. Give me Georgia Georgia Southern tonight. Mine. It's uh, yeah. Is it actually? Hey, whatever George, whatever trophy you're winning tonight, it's going to the Georgia Southern. It'll be on the southern side of Georgia, if you know what I mean. Georgia Southern tonight, late at minus one, minus two out there. Get yourself a minus one. Southern takes it down tonight. 
I like how it's like it'll be on the southern side of Georgia, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. You like Georgia Southern, like that. That's what you mean. <laughs> like that's that's what you like in the game. Uh, Georgia Southern, like one one and a half two point favorite at home. I guess I don't even know what the crowd is. I don't. I don't want to think about this game anymore because I don't know anything about it. Georgia Southern, a, a very short home favorite. Kanish, why don't we do the Lions? Uh, that was tough. Lamar Jackson played really well. Maybe Lions were maybe kind of due for a bad performance. Hashtag due. And now you come off that game and everyone kind of expects like huge bounce back on Monday Night Football where this line just keeps getting bet out and they're way more than a touchdown favorite against the Raiders who are getting Garoppolo back. A little concerned at all that maybe like everyone's expecting a bounce back and the number might be a little too big. What about the Lions on Monday night? Eight and a half total 46 here in about a minute. Lock, baby. The only thing you need to be concerned about is how many teasers you can fit this Lions team into this weekend. I don't care who Garoppolo's back. I don't care if they trade for Tom Brady and put him in this weekend. Lions at home. Monday night crowd might be the most electric Detroit moment since, uh, you know, uh, Frazier, uh, you know, beat Ali or something around those. Incredible crowd, incredible performance, bounce back all the way. Give me the Lions. Love it in a tease. Love it in a tease. Did they, <laughs> did they fight in most, Detroit? Most electric, most electric Detroit moments. That's a fight that took place very far away from Detroit. <laughs> I was going to be fair, like, like featuring a fighter from there, but like, yeah, was, was it like Malice say, at like, the Palace, the craziest crowd since then? Yeah, you know, like that's well, that and that crowd was uh, that crowd was. They crazy. were rather crazy. Yeah, oh, they were. It was like it was like were, a boxing match. It was like many boxing matches all over the place. Yeah. Uh, Kanish, what's a random bet in the account? Random bat for tonight. We're going. Also, it appears Joe Frazier actually not from Detroit, so that that might have been an error oh. on my part. Listen, but I thought he was from Detroit too. Random bat. Hey, listen. He may he loved Detroit. There's a fist of him. Random bat in the account. Blades of steel. We're going for three in a row. New York Islanders. Listen. I don't usually like going to the coastal elite island, but we'll spend a night there tonight. Islanders minus 120-ish on the money line. We make it three in a row. Blades of steel, baby. Give me the Islanders tonight against the Sens. Now, I like the Islanders also, so I'll be on the Islanders coming up tonight against the uh, against the Senators. Kanish, amazing job as always on the show. He is on Twitter at JoeyKanish22, and check out his work over at The Hammer, at The Hammer HQ on Twitter. Uh, Kanish, we appreciate the time. Good luck with your bets. Uh, okay, bye. Gentlemen, if it ain't Megan the Stallion, it's Connor Stallion, baby. Good luck this weekend. It's <laughs> amazing. Kind He's like, I forgot dude. to say that at the start, so I got to make sure I get that in before the end of the interview. Like, I had that, I had that one written down. Where did the okay buy thing come from? You, you have done that to like guests that are your friends that come on all the time. Like, will you've done that to oh. Will forever and other and oh, other God. guests too that we're like friendly with? Yeah. I didn't even like realize it was like a gimmick. It was like a thing. I, I'm, I'm happy to turn it into one though. Absolutely. Love hashtag. It. Uh, yeah. How about this for a hashtag? Coming up next. Hashtag bets. Of steel. King. It's time for Nick and Ken's hockey bets. Drop the puck. It's bets of steel. Jake, play drop the puck 148 times. Just kidding. Do it like twice. 
Drop the puck. Drop the puck. Drop the puck. Was yesterday? Where we felt like, oh my god, like, like we might get knocked off the air if we keep sitting. Drop the puck. The music just stopped playing. It was too much. That was an, that's what we call you, an overload. That's what happened. You could hear like Jake's computer in Chicago like whimpering, like, please, no more, please. Drop the puck. Drop the puck. All right. We will first drop the puck in Carolina, Ken, where the Hurricanes host your Seattle Kraken. They're not, why are they my Seattle Kraken? Because you bet them the other night against the Red Wings and they won. And I lost. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so you might be like, oh, like going back to the well. Uh, I think this is a phenomenal situation to play the Hurricanes. Uh, puck line for me tonight with them. Uh, got shut out by Tampa 3 nothing. They've lost three straight games. This is a team that was supposed to maybe challenge for the, the President's Trophy at the start of the year. They've lost three straight games, including a 3-0 shutout. And now they get Kraken backup goalie at home, Frederick Anderson starting after getting hit in the face with a puck the other night. Uh, I, I foresee big-time bounce back for the Hurricanes. Love this spot to play them. Uh, puck line for me. Don't really care about the minus 200. Minus 1.5, 120. I played a little 2.5 also. Uh, to paraphrase the great Jay-Z, I love goals, 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 goals. I do adore. Over 6.5. I need to, like, use that. Like, I just came up with that on the spot. I think it's pretty yeah. Over with the Kraken and the Canes. <laughs> are you, are you paraphrasing over. him? I don't think that, I don't think that was paraphrase is like what he kind of intended to say. I don't I don't think he intended to say that. Well, well, pa well, well, well paraphrase is like I'm not going to exactly quote him. So it's girls, girls, girls. I do adore that was gold. No, but paraphrase, paraphrase would be like to to be like to paraphrase Jay Z. Women, 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 women. Like that would be paraphrasing where it's like like we get the essence of what he's saying. We're saying it differently. I I don't think when he's saying girls, girls, he means hockey players scoring goals. I don't think we're. You know I don't what? Think I, we're I think we found our. Yeah. I think right. we found ourselves here in a catch twenty two. So we'll move on. <laughs> right. yeah, uh, Bruins, <laughs> Bruins and the Ducks tonight from Boston. Uh, the Bruins have yet to lose this year. They're a massive favorite to I. Part of me just wants to play Anaheim tonight because it's such a big number. Minus 350, the Bruins are at BetMGM. The Ducks plus 260 bets here in the Bruins and the Ducks. Uh, I, I won't bet Anaheim. What I will say is... Don't be surprised if they're competitive. <laughs> like they've they've actually been pretty good this year, like versus what our expectations were. Uh, I just Boston's been they're just on kind of one of those runs right now, and there, there'll be some catalyst and it'll stop happening. But I don't know if that's now. They've gone under in every single game that they played, and they've just suffocated teams. And to be fair, they could do that to Anaheim. They already played Anaheim once this year already. Also, they're playing this really funny schedule where it's who are the three worst teams in the league? Let's play them all twice before we play anybody good. That's what the Bruins are doing right now. Um, if they're going to keep doing this every single, and the total is going to be six, and it's at home, like, under. Like, prove like prove me wrong that you can play a different kind of game, Boston, honestly. Um, so under for me. And then a player for Boston that got some buzz today, uh, Emily Kaplan, who writes for ESPN, wrote, like, a kind of, like, best of the first couple weeks, some storylines that were interesting to her. Mentioned a, a Boston uh, center for them, a second or third line replacing one of their guys who retired. Matthew Poitras is, I think, how you pronounce his last name, but uh, forgive me if I get it wrong. Uh, basically, like, he's trying to, like, keep his spot with the team and not get sent back down. And they they keep saying, like, oh, we're not sure. And he keeps playing really well, scored a couple goals. Uh, one of the best rookie performers so far. He's 3-1. to one. For an anytime goal tonight at home uh so we'll play the under in the game and then matthew poitras couple bucks on him to score a goal love it um under bets are made of these and who am i to disagree under six obviously with the ducks and the uh and the bruins coming up tonight uh jets and my red wings ken in detroit 
I would love to have something for you on this. There was a really, really, really aggressive line move in this game this morning. Um, Alex Debrinkat, who is one of Detroit's best players, appeared on the injury report with an illness and was questionable. And that caused like a ton of steam on Winnipeg. Now, Debrinkat is probable. And like, no, I think nobody even really knows like what's exactly his condition or what's going on. That led to, I think, Winnipeg getting bet a lot. Um, I don't have any bets here. If I had to guess, like, I, I actually think Detroit could go through, like, a little prolonged... Like, they were so good for two weeks. I could actually see Winnipeg winning this game. But now that they're a 130 favorite, no way would I ever bet them. So, uh, I kind of was just hands-off on this one. Yeah, you know, Adam Chernoff said he would go down with the ship with the Chargers. I'll go down with the ship with my guy, L- L- is it Lalonde and the Red Wings? Give me the Red yeah. Wings here. I got, I'm got. i going gonna, to keep rolling with Detroit. Detroit plus 110 at home against Winnipeg. Uh, Ken, I think we have the same exact bet, or like, uh, not not the same exact bet, but close to the same bet, as the Penguins host the 6-0 and Colorado Avalanche. I know this hurts to do because they've been so good. They just, be, they just beat Ilya Sorokin 7-4. <laughs> like, no, no one can stop them. Or... Uh, here's the Penguins who no one wants. And like, a, are you surprised the Avs aren't bigger favorites in this game, by the way? I mean, just the way the Penguins have played, it's kind of a funny market. Uh, I like the Penguins a lot in this game. I think you get their best performance. I like playing on them. They've lost three straight games all by multiple goals. And now they get a home game against the best team in the league who's undefeated. Just feels like you could get a way better performance tonight. And I feel like you could have said that before, but I haven't really bet them before and I'm going to bet them right now. So Penguins, uh, one thing is you're just not going to be able to stop the Avs from taking a billion shots in the game, no matter who you are. Uh, even the Islanders couldn't do that. And they hold teams to the lowest shots like in the league. And they still had a ton of shots against them. So that means Tristan Jari is going to face a ton of shots. And that means he's going to have to make a ton of saves. So over 27 and a half saves for Tristan Jari. And then Jake Gensel has been like a bright spot for the Penguins. He's essentially playing for his next contract. And so he's been playing very well because he would like to get a lot of money. Uh, He is plus 180 to score a goal and 225 to have two plus points tonight. So Penguins, Jari oversaves, those two props. That's like the busiest game for me. All right. So you like the Penguins to win the game. I like the Penguins to win the game. Big. How about Penguins? Not Not plus a goal and a half. Penguins minus a goal and a half. At BetMGM, you can get that plus 240 on the Penguins to win this game. They're going to be up at the end. Colorado's going to pull Georgiev, and here comes an empty netter coming from maybe Jake Gensel. Is Poitras on this team, or he's on, he's on the Bruins, right? So Poitras He's on the Bruins. We did that for, already. Right. Yeah, Gensel. All right, but they, wear the same, but, but they wear the same colors, right? The, right. the, the, the black and yellow. So this will be yellow. Jake Gensel gets the end. You know what it is. And it's Penguins to win this game by multiple goals. Penguins on the reverse puck line. Penguins to win against the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, Lightning and the Sharks coming over tonight. Uh, I'll go first here. Uh, I I will make this bet with relish. And if I lose, whatever. I hate the Sharks after what they did the other night against the Panthers. I'll play the Lightning on the puck line. Lightning minus a goal and a half. (laughs) Vengeance. Spite spite bet. (laughs) Uh, In the interest of time, I don't have any bets on this game. We can move on to the next one. (laughs) Uh, And listen, like we can always like finish this on in the power hour as well. Uh, Canadiens host the Blue Jackets tonight. Uh, There are three games where I don't have a bet. We've talked about two of them already. This is the third one. I don't have a clue what to do in this game. I have no idea. So if you have any bets, I'd love to hear them. Yeah, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen in this game. Uh, Elvis is in the building, and uh, (laughs) Montreal's going to be out of it. Give me uh, Berzlikens is playing tonight. Blue Jackets minus one. Canadians been playing over their skis thus far this season. The Columbus Blue Jackets uh, minus 105 to beat the Montreal Canadiens from yours truly. Uh, Next. Senators and the Islanders from Long Island. I think Alex will be at this game. Maybe not. Uh, Isles minus 130. Sends plus 110. Uh, I like the Islanders quite a bit tonight. Give me the Islanders on the money line. I'm with Kanish. I like the Islanders to win the game. 
Uh, I like the under a lot in this game, and I think if the Islanders win, this is the kind of game that they like to play. Here, here's Ilya Sorokin. Here's a 2-1 final score, whatever, something like that. So I was just going to play the under. Instead, uh, I'll parlay the Islanders and the under, and then I'm going to bet some exact scores, which I almost got the first time that, that we played exact scores with Islanders games. Like, I'm gonna, what do I want to play? 2-1 Islanders, 2-0 Islanders. 3-2. No, nah, that's too many goals. There won't be that many goals. Uh, three one on an empty netter. So two nothing, two one, three one Islanders for like a couple bucks. Like literally, like, try to just dead nail this thing. Uh, fi finish this for me after the jingle. Ilya Sorokin. Hell yeah, we're gonna win money on Sorokin tonight. Uh, last one here, and we can save the rest for the power hour. And sorry, we have Tyler, this is gonna be two segments. Uh, you know, the Flyers are hosting the Wild tonight, and Carter Hart's playing, which means what is our bet on this game, Ken? Well, I just, I, people know I have an irrational love of the Flyers this year. Their five-on-five -five metrics are outrageous for the schedule that they played. They almost beat Dallas, lost in overtime. They almost beat Vegas, tied with 30 seconds left, give up a goal. Like, two of the best five teams in the league right now. They're going to be home against the Wild. They're going to be dogs in the game. No way. Now I can just be wrong and they can be terrible and lose, but like a team with their profile so far, no way. Favorite bet tonight, Flyers by by far. Carter Hart, the Philadelphia Torts, Broad Street, the Flyers. Li Liberty Listen, Bell. It's just like cheese steaks. Right. <laughs> Merrill Reese. Whatever. Uh, switch on over twitch.tv James Harden. Switch on over twitch.tv backslash BetQL for the final hour, power hour. Evan Silva kicks it off. Coming up right after this. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network.